name is Kirk. Hey, Kirk, how are you doing? Paul, yeah. how excited are you? I'm excited for this episode. Holy shit, I can't believe how excited I am. I wasn't sure about this one because uh, we've done episodes based in years before. Yep. Um, but this one we chose 1977. Yes. And I even said to you, it might be tough because there aren't really music videos no. then. And indeed, this is not, we're calling this music of 1977, not music videos yeah. of 1977. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, 1977 is one of the most, if not the most famous year in music. Like, yeah. You've got disco at yep. its peak, but also it's the year that punk yeah. came into existence. Yeah. So the Sex Pistols are rolling, but also Debbie Boone is yeah. rolling. The Bee Gees are blowing the, up. Yeah, Saturday Night Fever yep. comes out. So you've got all these different genres that yeah. are exploding. And the Son of Sam is going on in New yep. York. There's, I think, the hostage Not that crisis. That's music related. Hostage but. crisis is happening. Yeah. Gas. There's inflation. Gas is at an all time high. Sure. So the whole world is at uh, a flashpoint. Yes. But if you poll, if you poll people for like, what's the best year in music, pop music history? A lot of people will say 1970s. Yeah, I think a lot will. There's but others, but yeah. But that's tricky for us because we don't like to be obvious. No. Right. No, no, no. So this episode is not going to have a bunch of disco. No. It's not going to have a bunch of punk. If you want that, go listen to our disco episode. Yes. Go listen to our punk episode. Yes. Go listen to our disco two episode. Yes. And go listen to our punk two episode. <laughs> That's right. And also, this was a great year for funk. There's no sure. funk. No. Go listen to our funk one and two. Yeah. So we both independently kind of went a little off the beaten path. Yes. And chose a bunch of stuff that you don't think about when you think about the music of 1970s. 100%. And I started out doing like, just subconsciously, I'm like, why the fuck do I, I put it, I have Earth, Wind, and Fire in here. I don't need to put Earth, we know Earth, Wind, and Fire is great. We yeah. don't need any of that shit. I'm not going to put the sex pistols yeah. on this. What am I, basic? Yeah, no, exactly. music ray gun isn't basic. No. And so I like revamped my whole mm. scenario to base it around, for me, because I was born, you were not. I was like seven, six, and seven. Yeah. So I based it around stuff I heard in the car with my parents. Okay. Which leads me to my little show and tell that I'm going to show to you right now and hand to you. Oh. Ooh, you brought a vinyl record. You have a K-Tel Star Power I album? I do have a K-Tel Star Power album. And you didn't pick this up at a used store. This is yours since you were a child. Exactly right. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. Now, it's funny because I wasn't sure. And I was like, oh, it's 1978 copywritten. But that's because this album came yeah. out in 78. Yeah. It's all 70s. It's all the music from the previous yes. year. Yes. So it starts with the Star Wars title theme because that also came out in 77. That sounds terrible. Is that the disco one? Yeah. Awesome. I hate it. <laughs> but that's what they advertised yeah. on, with all, on the TV oh, commercials, yeah. right? I've seen commercials for this on YouTube. Yeah. How many the albums can hits. you say that about? Let's go through the. Let's go through it. Yeah. Side one, Star Wars title theme, but the disco one. Hate it. Cold as ice by Foreigner. Great song. Sucks. Okay. Uh, Just remember, I love you by Firefall. I know it. I I'll get into it later. I, they're not on the tonight's pod, but we'll get into them. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of these I don't know. Yeah. Heaven on the seventh floor by Paul Nicholas. We'll talk about it later. Okay. 
It's Sad to Belong by England Dan and John Ford Coley. We've, we've had, had on, on the show before, but a different song. Uh, yeah, I don't really know that song that way. I had never heard of them before. Yeah. That. You Made Me Believe in Magic by Scotland's The Bay City Rollers. Yeah, big song. I only know one Bay City Roller song, and it ain't this one. That's the second one. Uh, on and On by Stephen Bishop. Good song. Don't know it. You know Stephen Bishop, though. Uh, do I? Yeah, he's uh, the theme song to Tootsie. Oh, okay, yeah. sure. Uh, I Go Crazy by Paul Davis. Yeah, Paul Davis from... I, wasn't there a Paul Davis in the Eagles? Am I making that up? I think you're making that okay, up. Okay, then never mind. Isn't It Time by The Babies. Mm, talk about later. The Babies spelled B-A-B-Y-S. Yes. Uh, which I don't care for. <laughs> Side two. Help is on the way by who? The Little River Band. The Little River Band. That's the one of the rockers. Yeah. <laughs> this, this album is so badass. <laughs> it's too badass. Number two. Christine 16 by Kiss. I've certainly heard of Kiss. I've never heard of that song. You've never heard of Christine 16? I don't think so. You you know you have because uh, Tone Loke sampled it in Funky Cole Medina. Oh, okay. So you do know it. Cool. Uh, I love the title and the name of the artist of this next one, but I don't know if it's good. Silver Lady by David Soul. I don't know yeah. Silver Lady, but I know David Soul. Okay. You know David Soul. From what? Starsky and Hutch. I mean, I've heard of Starsky and Hutch. The blonde guy in Starsky and that, Hutch. Oh, is, that's him? That's him. Okay. He had like two big hits in no. the 70s, yeah. Angel in Your Arms by Hot. I know that song. I don't know anything about Hot. I know. Uh, Duzik by Brick. You know okay, Duzik. I cool. fucking that love Duzik. Cool. That one's cool. Yeah. Uh, Do You Want to Get Funky With Me by Peter Brown. That's a good song. Peter Brown's a legit funk guy. Yeah. Uh, Boogie Fever by The Silvers. Great. We've had that on. Great song. Float On by Modest Mouse. No, Float <laughs> On by The Floaters. You love the Float On by The Floaters. Did, do, do I? When yes. did we have that? Detroit. Okay. And it was like, uh, Float, Float On. And they'd each come out and say their name and their Zodiac sign. Oh, and their Zodiac sign. Yes. Oh, my God. That's yeah. going way back. Yeah, a long that time ago. That was early on. on. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Hey, girl. Yeah. So my name's Marvin. Sagittarius. Cancer. Whatever it is. Yeah. My name's Larry. <laughs> yeah. That was the best. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Oh my god, uh, we have to do an episode that's just like the K Tel Star Power <laughs> album. Oh my god, it's so good. And finally, Undercover Angel by Alan O'Day. Now I almost put that on, yeah, because that's officially in my brain the first song I ever knew of. Oh okay. And there's no video for it. Though. There's yeah. not even like, not even good like on Dick on American Bandstand. Yeah. But that's like I remember distinctly being in like Pee Wee Baseball in the summer and that song being played all the time huh it's kind yeah. of like most of these I've never heard it's of kind of disco-y country it's yeah. not great but I just remember that but yeah this is a legit star power what a great I've had artifact. this forever yeah it, it's, there's, it's like there's nothing in the insert uh-huh. it's all just you know oh wait I can't remember if you like this at all but since you're uh, a bibliophile do you like the smell of, of musty books sure then yeah. just take it with some smell <laughs> like pop it open yeah, pretty I know that smell. So good. Yeah. Yep. That's that's the smell of cheap paper. <laughs> for <laughs> yes. cheap children's books and this cheap KTEL album. Yes, that, that is now gold and but a pop culture icon, right? Yes. There. Yeah, for sure. I'll let you know. Yeah, I'll take care of that. But yep, I 
once I looked at this, I was like, well, this is coming to the pot. Yeah, and some of it we'll get to talk about. Yes. And we're going to start with one of yours, mm-hmm. your picks. But it's not from the KTEL album. So no. explain Smoke from a Distant Fire by Sanford and Townsend. Okay. I This song is burned in my brain. Uh-huh. I almost want to say this is like the second song I ever learned or knew as a kid. Okay. Aside from Undercover Angel. Had not till we did this pod did I know that it was Sanford and Townsend. Don't know Sanford and Townsend. Don't know what else they did. But I fucking know this song. And you know how I know you'll like this song? How? Because these guys are ugly. (laughs) That doesn't mean I'll necessarily like the song, but it does mean they're good musicians. Yes. This song's great. And when I I put it on, I was like, fuck, this song is so good. You know who else is uh, um, ugly from 1977? Everybody. <laughs> the world. <laughs> but this song, I think you were like, it's, I think it's got a little, maybe maybe a little okay. like rocky, rock and roll, Steely Dan vibe. Okay. Sure. It's 1977. Yeah. And this is the live version. Cool song title. Yeah. Smoke from It's a pretty fucking fire. good. Yeah. Oh, this is on uh, Midnight Special. Yep. Look at these, look at these guys. <laughs> Soprano sax, and then he he digs, then he gets the other the alto after. Yeah, everyone's getting their moment. That guy looks like Jeff Skunk Baxter, <laughs> but he's on keys, so I know it's not him. Oh, the guitar player is good looking. This is this is never played anymore mm-hmm. either. Kind of maybe a Doobie Brothers vibe. A little maybe. Hall and Oates too. Yeah, he sounds like Hall. And I look at these guys and I go, they're like in their 20s, but they seem so old. Yeah. This is the hook. This is awesome. Yeah, I knew you'd like this. Yeah. This song is so good. Never, don't know anything about them. Like, yeah. I know this song. This song was like, not huge hit, but a hit. Don't know a second song, but this is like in my brain forever. This is great. This is the type of song that's just like... Ripe for some filmmaker to feature it in a movie that's yeah. set in the 70s. And someone goes, oh shit. And then everybody's like, I've always liked that song. So I've been following them forever. Yeah. <laughs> the guitar player is really kind of cool. Yeah, and he looks like he's in his 20s. Yeah. And he, I love that he's wearing a Sanford and Townsend band shirt. <laughs> yes, because he's promoting just a homemade. Yeah. But I mean, there's like... There's two keyboardists, yeah. a guitarist, a bassist, a drummer, and then a horn guy doing two horns. Uh-huh. Sanford and Townsend. Am I crazy or does he sound like Hall? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Like, these guys know their shit. Here's your guitar solo. <laughs> yeah, this is just a good time. <laughs> Paul's getting it. It's like bar band. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And this... This was on the radio all the time. I've never heard this in my life. Yeah, isn't that crazy? And here's the other thing. Oh, great sax solo. Yeah. This isn't even like, they didn't even play this in like drugstores. Or yeah. this isn't even on radio, like classic rock radio. Anymore. Yeah. It's just lost the time. Where, where do you think they're from? Let's look it up. Let's look it up. I'll bet they are just from some random state like Delaware. And like in their hometown, it probably still gets played on the I'm radio. wondering if they're like, also like, are they maybe like British? No, they're they not British. Be, but I doubt it. 
They don't look British. They look American. Sanford and Townsend Band. They're from Alabama. Oh shit! It's Southern rock. It. It doesn't. It doesn't have the vibe of Southern rock. No, it doesn't. Because I wouldn't have liked it then. <laughs> but this song is great. Yeah. And they're just harmonizing. No, it's great. It's got a little bit of that blue-eyed soul, but yeah. it's still kind of rock and roll. And it's, yeah. Uh... Yeah, yeah. Boom. That's and it. So, this is so immune to trends, too. Yeah. Like... Yep. Yeah. Three minute, 34 seconds. They're like, we're done. We finished. Bam. Yep. Perfect. Yeah. What a great way to start. Never heard that in my life. <laughs> so That's going on the playlist. Yes. That's I, going on the I playlist. I figured this was the one. Yeah. I figured, I was like, Paul's going to dig this. Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah. What a, what a treat. <laughs> From 77. Let's talk about an artist that I've heard of, don't really know, and didn't give a shit about my whole life. <laughs> But here's what I was looking for. I'm like, let's see what music videos did get made in 1977. Oh, okay. And the answer is a handful, not okay. a lot. A lot by ABBA. Oh. And a lot by ACDC. Oh, I didn't know that either. And ABBA, I could see. I hate ABBA. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I wasn't going to do that. But then also because it's so early, all of them were just sort of the band performing. But in, but filmed. Yeah. Right. Whether it's on stage or just like in a location. Yeah. It's just kind of like they're not narrative or they're not really doing anything. It's just filming the band lip syncing to the song, which is fine, but that's not good enough for mm-hmm. for our purposes. Yeah. But I did find one that I was like, oh, that's sort of like an arty band mm-hmm. that they probably went for something kind of different. And they did. And the name of the band is the Alan Parsons Project. Oh, fuck yeah. I love Alan Parsons Project. And this is a song I didn't know. Okay. But I immediately was like, oh, I like this. Uh, this song is good. It's I Wouldn't Want to Be Like You by oh. the Alan Parsons Project, which is from their album, I, Robot, which is a concept album inspired by the work of Isaac Asimov. So I, was I like, know of this. I was like, woof. <laughs> yeah. But then I listened to it and I was like, okay, you know how like Pink Floyd can really be up their own ass sometimes, but then they'll I mean, do a song the like Money. And it's I actually like, kind of like Money. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so I think this is maybe like the Alan Parsons Project Money where it's like, let's just shoot one straight down the middle that might get some radio play and it's kind of a little funky. And Do you know anything about Alan Parsons Project? No. Given, okay. I know that... They're sort of uh, arty, um, uh, you know, they're British. Yes. Yeah. So this still might not apply to you, but uh, I'll see. Alan Parsons Project, their big claim to fame is in the early 80s, early mid-ish 80s, they had a song called Eye in the Sky. Okay. And the beginning... Is that like real proggy? It's real proggy, soft prog. Mm -hmm. But the beginning of it is this really interesting, has nothing to do with the rest of the song intro yeah. that the Bulls used as their opening music. Oh, yes. That's Alan Parsons Project. I think maybe project. we've even talked I think about we that talked on the about show. It. Or, yeah. yeah. But that's, you know, I that's how I thought of them as proggy, but like soft. Yes. Proggy. Very even. soft proggy. But then this is, I'm like, oh, I think Kirk's is going to like this. And the video, they made it for $5. Yeah. Because it's 1977. But it's weird mm-hmm. where it's like, Alan Parsons, who doesn't sing uh, on the song, but he does star in the video, finds 
this artifact that turns into a robot, which is just like a guy wearing a mask. <laughs> That's... And then he kind of like chases the robot and keeps trying to like touch the robot. But every time Ooh. he does, the robot disappears. You'll see. Okay. We're going to watch it right now. And this is based on Isaac uh, Asimov? I mean, kind of, in the sense that it's a rock and roll concept album called I, Robot. Oh, okay. Uh, the song doesn't seem to have fuck all to do with that. <laughs> but okay. But the video kind of does. Anyway. They so, had, like in the 80s, they had that, these weird kind of videos yeah. too. Yeah. There's Alan Parsons. He's in a library. It looks that way, yeah. I think it goes over here. So far, I'm here for this song. I think you'll like it. There's this, like, thing under a veil. Because it's from shrine. the 70s, yeah. it's actually kind of scary. Yeah, this... It's... Ew. They use some dry ice. And he, like, peels the shroud This, off so far, I'm really liking. And I'm learning Alan Parsons Project really likes a long intro. Sure. <laughs> Your basketball team could come out to this. You could easily come out to this. This is freaky. And then you... it's this. Right? Fuck yeah! Yeah. This is good. Do I know this? Very 77. They're in like one of those old computer rooms. Yes. This is good. Yeah. I think I know this. But you didn't know it was Alan no. Parsons? Yeah. I think this got covered by like a, like an R&B band. Oh, okay. Yeah. What you do? I wouldn't want to be like you. Okay, I do know yeah, this yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I think I know a different, a, version? A different version of it. Like a little kind of more R&B. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. This is a cool song. This is cool as fuck. This video is awesome. It was made yeah. for Dollar, but it's cool. Yeah, the, the robot's costume, it's just a dude wearing sunglasses and then, like, pantyhose over his head. Yeah, and, like, they filmed it in someone's corporate office. Yeah. But that is legit kind of a scary-looking robot. But Alan Parsons is the one menacing the robot, not the other Yeah, the robot's like, leave me the fuck alone. Yeah. Yeah. Alan Parsons is like, why are you so thirsty for me? <laughs> This is so good. And like like I said, no other videos tried to do anything interesting. So, but it makes sense that a band like the Alan Parsons yeah. Project would. Wow. I mean, it's a band that calls itself a project. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Named after a guy. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they literally filmed this in a corporate building. Yeah. This is cool, though. But it's creative on a very low budget when yes. no one was making creative music videos. Maybe Bowie. But... Maybe, yeah. But even then, people are like, why are you doing this? Yeah. Wow. And the song rules, right? Oh, the song is good. Yeah. Oh, shit. I had this no is not idea. what I thought the Alan Parsons project was like. Well, if you hear their 80s stuff, you should be like, oh. And then he finally touches the robot, and then the robot just combusts. <laughs> yeah. This is what you did, Alan. You yeah. killed a robot. That's why he was trying to get away from you. Because, at, oh, I... I robot. He's the so the I the robots. The I never saw I robot. Yeah. So, but you, that's an Isaac Asimov yeah. novel. Right? Yeah. Wow. And then Alan Parsons just walks away, and the final shot is the burning. Now. Detritus of. Uh, 
a robot. robot. So, in your opinion, yes, did he want to kill the robot, or did he kill the robot by mistake and is sad? I read it as he didn't know what was going to happen, and he just felt compelled to touch the robot. And the robot knows, like, no, if this guy touches me, I'm going to burst into flames. Yeah. And Alan Parsons at the end is just like, whoops. <laughs> and then just turns around on his on his heel and is like, nobody saw that, did they? That was fucking awesome. Yeah. Oh, my God. Weird, cool music video from 1977. And surprisingly, I was like, oh, maybe I like the Alan Parsons project. Because <laughs> no. that song is cool. I'm going to put I'm putting that on a playlist. I but forgot about I that. I was like, I know Kirk is going to like this. That's fucking good. Yeah. yeah, there's covers of that that are similar, but that's good. Yeah. Wow. We both kicked it off as surprisingly good. Yeah, 77. Yeah, that's I mean, why it's the best. I mean, even, even the sort of obscures. Oh, I mean, like... That was a that was a charting hit for the yeah. Alan Parsons project, but I never heard of it. But it also like no one's playing really playing that these days. It's like right. from seventy yeah. seven. Like, I'm sure my dad knows it, but you know. I was just gonna say, Chapinelli's, I hope you're listening to this and going, Oh my god, yeah. they're playing this. <laughs> I can't wait to hear what they think about our selections. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, what's this next thing? Oh, I think by the way, know. I didn't know. I saw the titles and the names of the artists for everything you submitted, and I was familiar with none of it. So. Okay, but then. Yeah. Which I'm gonna, I love. I'm going to go out on a limb and say, you're going to like this Climax Blues Band song. Okay. Couldn't get it right. Doing it on top of the pops. This is like, you're going to, this guy even says it, so I'm not spoiling anything. Yeah. They're from Scotland. Okay. And you hear this and you're like, they're from Scotland? Because it's kind of like this dirty, nasty, kind of like rock funk. Okay. And you see these guys and you're like, woof. Average white band was from Scotland. Yeah, and they were really yeah. funky, and that was kind of pop funky. This is this like is, this is uh, this is a little dirty. Yeah, okay. It's a little kind of grimy, filthy, and like the lead singer, you're gonna be like this guy is the nerdiest, coolest guy ever. <laughs> okay, um, but this was a song that played a lot, and I this is the only song I know by them. Okay, but it's I think you'll dig it. The Climax Blues Band. Yeah, couldn't get it right. This lot came from America. In fact, they come from the Midlands. It's the Climax Blues Band, and they couldn't get it wrong. All right. Yeah. Look yep. at that lead singer. Is that the lead singer? Yeah. Listen to him sing now. All right. Yeah. Yeah. This doesn't sound unlike that Alan Parsons project song. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. But look at this guy. Yeah, yeah. He's got a very 1977. Yes. Long, long, straight hair and a beard. Yep. And, and so. holding a saxophone. Oh, and the Coke shades. Coke shades, yes. This rules. Yeah, it's a little like bit disco-y, but not too bit, much. But a little stank on it. Yeah, it's got a little bit of guitar in there. I feel like if this came out today, it would be a hit for yeah. some indie guys. This is like some indie guys are like, bringing it back to the 70s. But I've heard this song a lot of times, never knew what this band looked like. And I was yeah. like, what? No, I never heard His voice is great. His voice is great. It's such a good song. Yeah. I mean, these guys, again, I'm like, drummer. Yeah. That drummer looks like he's 50. Yeah. <laughs> Again, it's like you said, they can play. Yeah. Because they have to. 
This rules. Yeah, I know you'd like this one too. This is like even better than the first one. Wow. Another guitar stank. Yep. And then he's got a little sax in there too. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, man. This is unbelievable. <laughs> Paul, How have I never heard this? You're gobsmacked. This is going on the playlist. Yeah, yeah this is so cool. This is another one where I'm like, why is this not in the Tarantino movie? Yeah. Why didn't he put this in? He knows this song exists. Yeah, I mean, Tarantino knows everything mm. from pop culture. You would think he would have put this in. Yeah, the, the uh, Reservoir Dogs, right? Yeah, exactly. Maybe it had made the short list, but... Yeah, and then he cut it. Yeah. But also, like... I don't know what else they played, but this played a lot. I have no idea what else they did. I'm sure they had like one more big hit, yeah. at least. But again, lost to time. They, you don't hear this anymore. But this also feels timeless. Yeah, right? Like, it doesn't sound dated. No. I, I mean, it sounds like it could be from 1977, but it also could be from 2023. And yeah. And be like, oh, this is some indie band that's doing like a throwback thing. Exactly. Yeah. This could be any sort of like indie band who's on just just kind of broke through yeah yeah also I'm realizing too it's like keep like the uh, electric keyboards big deal it's got all the all the uh, accoutrement of yeah. 1977 like okay they've got saxophones but it's not like too jazzy yeah. or like it's not steely disco funky or, yeah, yeah it's, it's got a little bit of a disco funk to it but it's not Chasing trends. No, that exactly. That was really good. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. Oh, that's awesome. I'm 1977 so rules. <laughs> it's a good time. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna take it in a little bit of a different direction. Okay. Sometimes boundaries are good. Sometimes this is gonna sound fascist, but we have too much choice. <laughs> That's right. Stifle individualism, Paul. I was looking for a very specific video. And I'll just tell you what it was. I, I, I wanted to watch Pinball Number Count, which you know what that is. Pinball Number Count. Pinball Number Count is the is the actual name of that uh, Sesame Street. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Oh, I didn't know that was called that. That is called Pinball Number Count, which is the most uncreative name possible yeah. for that. But they didn't need a name because it was just going to be a segment on Sesame And Street. a great song still. Which the the music for Pinball Number Count was composed by Walt Kramer and arranged by Ed Bogus. But of course we know that the Pointer Sisters did the did you not know? Yes, that? no, the, I did yeah. know that I forgot. Yeah. The Pointer Sisters are yeah. the vocalists on yes. that. Um and then, you know, they had eleven different segments. For some reason they didn't do one for the number one. I don't know. Yeah, why not? But it was those animated segments where like a pinball goes through this sort of yep. psychedelic it's thing awesome. and every segment has a di- like one set in like a mini a medieval setting mm-hmm. and one's like baseball and it's just a different cartoon for every yeah, number. Yeah, I think I remember all of them. I found out an interesting fact is that the number specific middle sections contain one of three different improvised instrumental solos, which is to say the number the the, the cartoons for numbers 2, 4, 9 and 12 have a steel drum solo. <laughs> Three, eight, and eleven have an electric guitar solo. And five, six, 
7 and 10 have a saxophone song. Wow, that's weird. Which is like a detail I never noticed. No one's ever going to pick that up, no. But anyway, I was just going to be lazy and just like pick one of them and throw that in and we were going to watch one and I was going to that call it a day on that. Yeah. Because there's 11 of them and they're each like a minute long. I was like, oh, we'll just watch number five. But I ran into a thing on YouTube, which might be a new thing. I'd never seen it before. But when I tried to add it to the playlist for our episode, I kept getting an error message that said, you can't do that with content intended for children. Oh. You, if, it's, if it's a video that's intended for children, you can't put it on a playlist. Hmm. For some reason. I don't know that, why, but okay. It's like, okay, I don't know what you're going to do with that to exploit kids. But, yeah, but okay. Uh, I guess they find a pl- their way to a playlist that contains naughty things. Yeah, if it goes to the next one. And it wasn't just the official Sesame Street channel. It mm. was any version of it that I found. YouTube detected that this is for children, and so you can't put it on a playlist. Wow. <laughs> but... That boundary yielded results because I was like, I got to find some other version of it. Yeah. And I found some this band in L.A. that performed it live at the Baked Potato. Oh, okay. And this is a live cover version. I know the Baked Potato. Of Pinball Number Count by Derek Frank and his band, which is like this rock jazz fusion band. And it's awesome. What? What year did they do this? This is just from like a couple years ago. Okay. And they also superimposed footage from the cartoons over the footage oh, of them I performing live. Oh, I love that. And this version rules. All now, right. it doesn't have the Pointer Sisters Which singing is fine. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. But we all know how that, that goes. Yes. And of course, I'm putting this on here because all of those segments aired during season 8 of Sesame Street from February to April 1977. Wow. They aired them constantly. Oh yeah, I remember them. Until 2002 apparently they would Oh, I didn't know it lasted that long. Show it, but it originally aired on season 8 from 1977. Wow. But this is the Derek Frank band doing their cover. Oh yeah, look at that. Yeah. Yeah. I know the baked potato. Have you ever been to the baked potato? I've been to once. Okay. That's good. Just in North Hollywood. I believe Derek Frank is the bass player. Okay. That. Wow. (laughs) Right? Classic. Wow. They're killing it. Yeah. They clearly are good. Yeah. They're clearly good. Now, this is like an example in reverse. This is a couple years ago, but you could have put this in the 70s of like some 70s bands. Like, oh my God, they're doing a a cover of Pinball from Sesame Street. That's cool. Which just is just a thing that lives in all of our hearts. We all know it. Now, do you know it from when you were a kid? Because you would have been like six or seven. No, I know it from when I was a kid because I remember the pinballs. And we're like, oh my God, pinball's the greatest thing ever. Yeah. I... If I was at the baked potato yeah. and saw this and didn't know this was happening, I would be freaking the fuck out. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'd be losing my shit. Because they're soloing on it. They're improvising on it. And it's yeah. good. It's not annoying. Right. Wow. But the original is like that, too. Like, yeah. it's very jazzy. And, it's and, very free-flowing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember those scenes vividly. Yeah. I'm that, glad, I'm glad that. that they put the footage on there. That helps. That makes it better. Yeah. And the, and the other good thing is, you know, 
all of the original segments are only a minute. Yeah. And then I found like compilations that are like it's all of them, but then it's twelve minutes long. Yeah, so it's, it's like, like the same. Well, this is perfect because it's just like a four minute jam. Yeah. They also give them credit. They're like. We're gonna jam this, but we're only gonna do four minutes because we get. Yeah. We don't need they to make this really six stretched minutes. it out. They could have made this like seven minutes. And you're like, fuck off. Yeah. They have the good taste not to do that. Yes. Wow. If, if Fish ever did this, they'd make it a oh, half an hour long. Fuck it up. You know? So dumb. <laughs> the bassist. This is a lot of bass going on. Well, he's he's the band leader, I think. So. I mean, no, in a good way. Like you're like shit. You're doing a lot. Yeah. I like the guitar solo. I like all this. I like this guitar solo because it's not like overbearing, like yeah. showy. No, it's definitely in the spirit of the original, yeah. right? It's you can see that ball rolling along all those I still, roller coaster When they decided to do this, they must have been like, should we? Yeah, let's let's yeah. do it. That's yeah. a good idea. Sesame Street was cool. Oh, there's so much good. I mean, again, '77, you had. Sesame Street, you had the Electric Company, you yeah. had Zoom, all these real, like, not only progressive, but like cool, funky ass shows with yeah. great music and messages. It was really amazing. I mean, I still, I still, you know, will protect Sesame Street with my life if need be, but it's yeah. not as, like, grungy or hip as it was back no. in the day. It was more, it sounds stupid, but it was more street than Sesame Street. No, literally. I mean, the, the Sesame Street was like an inner city, yeah. not nice neighborhood. Yeah. And over the years, they gentrified Sesame Street. I mean, like, if you look at it 100%. now, it's very, like, clean and, you know, boxy. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Back in 1970, it was like, oh, this is like the ghetto. Yeah, this is the street. Yeah. Which was the point. It was to appeal to, like, all kids. Right? Yeah. But now Sesame Street looks rich. A hundred percent. Got It, like, became Brooklyn. Yeah. This is a great angle because I'm seeing, like, I've never seen a drum cymbal like that with holes in it. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's really cool. I'm like, I wonder what that does. And the bongo player, too. Don't e- Not even mad at the bongo player. No, it's not great. mad. Oh, this is just awesome. Yeah. Wow, this drummer's fucking amazing, too. Yeah. Good musicians. Yeah, they know their shit. Yeah, back to the... Wow. This makes counting fun. I like numbers. Math is great. (laughs) 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. They must have had so much fun coming up with this. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah, that was cool. That was cool, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah I yeah. dig that a lot. 1977. That was like one of one of the one of the top five most iconic Sesame Street things. I mean, I'm thank you, YouTube, for not letting you put on. Yeah, because I wouldn't have found that. I had yeah. to I was like, I gotta go look for some. Oh. I was like, I definitely wanted to have pinball number count in here, but yeah. I, I can't use the regular videos. And I was like, this is so much cooler. This is this so is like, cool. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about uh, the favorite band of Will Ferrell's character yes. and Step Brothers. That's why. I, that's one of the reasons why I put this on Pablo yeah. Cruz. <laughs> we've had Pablo Cruz on the show before. I think we have. Yeah, I can't remember, or we've talked about Pablo Cruz because until you brought Pablo Cruz to our podcast, I didn't know that Pablo Cruz wasn't a dude. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, it's a band. I learned from you. That, oh, no, that's the band's name. There's and, nobody named Pablo Cruz. Yeah. Yes. Also, like, for it to be in Step Brothers, you have to be of a certain age to look at that shirt and be like, oh, my God. Yeah. It's a joke that he's wearing that shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Also, because you had to have to make that shirt. They, yeah. they weren't big enough to have those shirts around. Even in the 70s, they had maybe, like, two big hits. Yeah. And they belong to... This is the kind of... This is why I brought up Firefall. Like... From the Cape Town album. From the Cape Town album. Firefall, uh, you know, like Ambrosia. Mm. All these like mid-70s bands that are like kind of rock, kind of... Not eh, a little bit soft, but not real soft rock. Yeah. Kind of disco-y, you know. Um, Orleans. <laughs> yeah, middle of the road. Middle of the road. They yeah. were all over and Pablo Cruz was one of them. Mm-hmm. And this is what you're going to do. Yeah. This is their big home. This is this reminds me of like, okay, this is me in the kitchen watching like my mom and dad do dishes. <laughs> yeah, it's dishwashing. And this music. is just on the radio. I do want to, I don't want to go off on too much of a tangent, but I do want to sort of point out not too many episodes ago, we kind of dragged the band Danny Wilson. Yes. For naming themselves you did. Danny Wilson. I did. I did. I did. And it turned out that there was a reason behind the name. Mm-hmm. But before we learned that, I was like, you can't just name your band Danny Wilson. Like, that's not... That sucks. Yeah. I still think it sucks, but Pablo Cruz, naming your band Pablo Cruz when that's not any... It's better. Name, ...is better because... Danny Wilson is just like John Smith. Like, yes. it's just a non-name. Yeah. Pablo Cruz is completely evocative yes. of the vibe that they're going Yes, for, exactly. Which matters. Yes, it matters. They put thought into it. Yes. Of like, let's call ourselves Pablo Cruz. Yeah, that's a great name. Yeah, great name. Uh, but anyway, yeah. not that I'm a big Pablo Cruz fan. But uh, they are what they are, and I'm glad yeah. they exist. Yeah. And let's watch what you, what you're gonna what do. What you're gonna do, 1977. Again, good musicians, because wait, do you see how they look? I mean, that opening drum solo. Yeah, it's a little bit more disco-y, but they weren't a disco band. They weren't like they yeah. weren't like Brick. No, this is cool. Yeah, but it's very much middle of the road. It's roller skate music. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that fro. Oh, I've heard this. I've heard this song. Yeah. This wasn't in Boogie Nights, but it feels like it could have been. Exactly. And. Yeah. This yeah, is yeah. roller skating music. Like, I hope they cut to him. The keyboardist has on rainbow suspenders, which was a thing in the <laughs> 70s. Yep, there you go. There's two main things you do at the roller rink when this is playing. Roller skates yeah. and cocaine <laughs> in the bathroom. Yes, in that order, one or the yeah. other. Well, you just alternate throughout yeah, the night. You, you take yeah. a turn. You could do a couple laps around and then, uh, and then you roll up. I gotta go to the bathroom. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta, I gotta do it under the rail. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, again, this it looks is like, like a... It looks like William H. Macy wearing an afro wig. To me, this guy looks a little bit like Billy Joel. I can see that. Yeah, they, these are just these are neighborhood guys. Neighborhood guys. But big, giant white boy afros. Yeah. And then the mutton chops on the on the ra- uh, rainbow keyboard. I love a mutton chop. Do you? Yeah. Whenever they come back in style, whether it's like ska guys or 
whatever the era or scene, I'm always into a, a sideburn. Let me look up. Pablo Cruz is an American rock band from San Francisco. Okay. Um, good guitar solo here. Yes. In the pocket, not yeah. obnoxious. It's not shredding. It's just like you know. Yeah, it's 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 just in its in its world. Yeah. I'm trying to think what songs. Same same manager for Pablo Cruz. Same manager for Huey Lewis and the News. Okay, that makes a certain amount of sense. Yeah. Yeah, this is better than I expected. I thought Pablo Cruz was going to be like real pussy yacht rock kind of stuff. No, it's a little. It's got a little more teeth to it. Yeah. I literally. They maybe have one or two more songs. This was number six. This made the number six billboards. Okay. They have a song called A Place in the Sun. Don't know that. Zero to 60 and five. Don't know that. This was their big one. It's still a funny joke that Will Ferrell's character in Step Brothers is a 40-year-old man in 2006 wearing a Pablo Cruz baseball tee. And it's never commented on. Like, no. His, com- his character in... Um, the, that cops movie with Mark Wahlberg. What's that called? Uh, the other guys. The other guys. Yeah. Is a big Little River Band fan. Yes. But at that like is a part of the plot. Yes. And is commented on. They never talk about Pablo Cruz's stepbrothers. He's just wearing He's a just T-shirt, wearing and if you notice it, you're like, that's funny. Yeah. You're like, if you get it, you get it. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. cool. Here's okay. Here's Pablo Cruz the band being funny, which I don't, I'm not mad at this. Okay. So fans would always go, oh, there's Pablo Cruz must be a guy in the band. Right. And they'd ask, uh, when asked which one of the members was Pablo Cruz, someone in the band would go, oh, he's the guy in the middle. <laughs> and yeah. I guess that was their, always their answer. They get sick of that yeah. question. And finally, when asked yeah. what Pablo Cruz meant, the band would say, quote, that Pablo represents an honest, real, down-to-earth individual, and Cruz depicts this fun-loving and easygoing attitude towards life. Yeah. Cocaine. Cocaine. But yeah, Pablo Cruz, man. Yeah, just middle like yeah. Th- this was like it's real unchallenging, but feel good. Yeah, and that was a lot of the music in the seventies on the radio. Yeah, yeah, it was just it. It was there, and then it was gone. Yeah, I didn't experience it, which is why I don't know so much of this stuff because yeah. it didn't have that staying power. So if you weren't there, it's not like you grew up hear- hearing any of this on classic rock radio. No, not at all. Yeah, and like. You know, the stuff now, like, you'll hear 80s music still being played. Yeah. In 70s music, it had been played, but it's all just The Who and Zeppelin. And it's the... Yeah, yeah. Like, I heard, you know, uh, The Boys Are Back in Town. Yeah. Three times a day, every day, on classic rock radio in the late 90s. Exactly. Right? They're, but they're but not I never playing. even heard of the... What was that first band? It was... Uh, 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 um, Sanford and... Sanford and Townsend. Sanford, Sanford and Townsend. <laughs> Because yeah. they weren't playing them, yeah. you know. They weren't playing. Never uh, heard of Climax the Climax Blues, Blues Band. band. Should have though. No, they weren't yeah. playing it. They're too busy playing Thin Lizzy. Right, because it was all it was all just free. By then, it was like Clear Channel's yep. uh prefab playlist, and you weren't going to get like a cool DJ who's like, "Let me play this forgotten." Yeah. Let me just play Climax Blues Band just yeah. once. Even 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 twenty five years ago, it was all pre programmed. Yeah, crap. sad. Yeah. Um. Okay, speaking of stuff that cool DJs would play. Yeah, yeah, I just saw this. I was like, okay. Brian Eno. I'm not mad at Brian Eno. No, who's mad at Brian Eno? He put out an album in 1977 called Before and After Science. And uh, I struggled about which song to put on there. 
uh, because uh, the other one is called King's Lead Hat, which is an anagram of Talking Heads. And of course, Brian Eno would go on to produce Talking Heads most, you know, their best albums. Yeah. But he wasn't working with them yet because this is only 1977. Okay. Which is also the year that Talking Heads put out their first album. I think he just, he saw the band and he liked oh, them. Oh, wow. And in tribute, just recorded this song. Wow. That, whose name is an anagram of yeah. Talking Heads. That song sounds like Devo. So I chose not to put that one on here. I think this song is one that you'd like better. Okay. And also it sounds like, oh, you're like, oh, it makes complete sense that he produced Remain in Light mm-hmm. because this sounds like a song that would be on Remain in Light oh, by wow. Talking Heads three years later. Uh, but this is No One Receiving, which I think is the lead-off track from the album. This. Now, this video, I'm pretty sure, I'm 99% sure, is just a homemade video that this YouTube channel's owner mm-hmm. made. And they also made one for King's Lead Hat, but there aren't, like, official music videos for mm-hmm. these. It's just a cool, like, they used footage from various things and then some original footage. And they just made a homemade music video that I think is actually compelling to watch. And this is a cool song. No one receiving by Brian. I know. I'll be interested because Anne is a huge Brian Eno fan. Oh, okay. So maybe you know. Yeah. I mean, I'm already here for this it. This already sounds like 1980 Talking Heads. Right? It does. That drum beat. You're yeah. right. It's like you're waiting for David Byrne's voice to happen right. all of a sudden. You're so right. Holy shit. Wow, this could be a talking that song. Yeah. I wouldn't, I mean, I'm always like, I would have loved to have heard them cover this. Yeah, this sounds like a deep cut on Remain yeah. Light. Wow, that's weird. But he didn't start producing them until their second album. Okay. And then Remain in Light is their fourth album, so. It seemed like this just has, that was that looked like modern footage from yeah, a Japanese game show. And yeah. It kind of fits, though. This all like fits. No, I don't know this song, but but Brian Eno's music is a vibe. This is pretty good, yeah. I think that's just the guy who made this video. That's obviously not Brian Eno. Yeah. uh, Lip syncing to the. That's Brian Eno. That's the cover of the album. Okay. So whoever made this is a big old fan. Yep. Wow. This is just a handcrafted. Yeah. Video. But I love finding this shit on YouTube. Oh, yeah, sometimes it's good. I can't... I can't get over how much this sounds like the Talking Heads without the David Byrne. That's why I picked it. Because like I said, the other song, even though its title is a tribute to Talking Heads, sounds like Devo. I'll play it for you after. Yeah, definitely. Like, there's... I'm almost like, wait, this this is Talking Heads. Yeah. We're very much like Brian, you know, and even Talking Heads. This video is very self-consciously like arty. Yes, <laughs> like look, it's look, like a look, student look film. It's yeah. just lots of footage of random shit. And... Yeah, and if you don't get it, man, then that's your problem. Yeah, yeah, that's your hang-up. I get it. I understand why I put this in there. That's frightening. Yeah, this footage of some dudes wearing like goblin head, goblin masks. Mask yeah. that's, well, that's, that's, that's that's from the, Robot yeah. Monst- uh, Monster. Yeah, Spock. Spock. Oh, Lost in Space. Yep. Okay, yeah. I mean, yeah, it all fits. It's very creative, and it completely fits the vibe of the song. Yeah. I think Brian Eno would approve. Yeah. 
Maybe he's seen it. You know, maybe he went onto YouTube one day and was like, what happens when I Google my own shit? Maybe. It's, oh, yeah, it's I'll go to the lobby. Yeah. This doesn't even sound like 77. Well, this this doesn't exist. This is, <laughs> Brian doesn't Eno's music can, can, exists out of time. Yeah. 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 This could be any any year. Yeah. But you realize that when he was producing the Talking Heads, even more than David Byrne, he, he was like the driving force behind. I mean, just behind Remain in Light. I mean, and, just listening to this, yeah. the drums alone. And I don't know if you know, but he and David Byrne made an album together. In the early 80s Called My Life in the Bush of Ghosts Do you know that one? Without the rest of the band And that's very Kind of like this Oh okay Yeah Oh Citizen Kane Kane. clapping Which is just a famous gif now Do you like this music? Or is it No I like this music Okay The thing I like at least Is is the singing But it's not not killing me The, the, The music itself Is great Yeah The singing's fine you know, it's, uh, what? Oh, oh no! We can just we go into it to our next one. Well, I'll introduce what we just heard. This is weird. <laughs> okay, it's disco. That sounded like disco, but it's British disco. Okay, and it's kind of hokey. But again, one of the songs that's been burned in my brain. It yeah. is on Star Power. Oh, this is one that was on there. This okay. is it. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is Heaven on the Seventh Floor. Uh-huh. It's about fucking. <gasps> yeah. Scandalous. It's only two minutes and 45 seconds. Yeah. And uh, I'll tell you, this guy, Paul Nicholas, he did one other thing that I know of and don't know anything else. But also, when I saw this video, I was like, look at all these old British people clapping along. And yeah. they're probably like 29, 30. They just look, they just look old and bad. I wonder if it's this is like Top of the Pops or something. I think it's yeah. Top of the Pops, but it looks like they're sitting down like in a club, but it's like a studio meant to look like a club. Okay. And Paul Nicholas must be like twenty or something like this. Um, and he's real showy. He's real show toony. Not the song. Okay. Him. Okay. His his act is show toony. The song is just like. I'm going to guess this is a white boy that we're talking about. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, white British boy. Yeah, I mean, look, Disco's thing is it's always just on the edge of being hokey. Yeah. Anyway, and then you said British Disco. Yeah. And now it's a 20-year-old show toony white boy. Yeah. Like, yeah, this is going to be, this is going to be, this is going to be some corn. Yes, but there's, but the hook's good. Yeah. He's... He's dancing, he dancing with, with a with a dummy. No, he's no, he's dancing with like a fan. Oh, oh, it's and just like a mom. From the crowd. Oh, oh, god. Yeah, that hat. Yeah. Like, sure, he's probably on cocaine, but real hokey. <laughs> oh god, real hokey. Yeah, this is just like a blonde Osmond. Yes. Like, so I'll oh, wait yeah, for the hook because yeah. I do really like the hook. Here you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're going to need some butter because this is some corn. <laughs> yeah. This is way corny. And this was like medium hit. Yeah. I mean, this is... It made it enough on exactly this. a medium hit disco song yes. from 1970. Now, the only reason I know this I know this song and then what he went on to do, yeah. his next big thing, because this was like a big enough hit that we're like... Paul Nicholas is the next big thing. <laughs> okay. So let's put him in Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. 
Oh, Jesus. So he's in that singing one of the songs. I gotta look up what song. I've never seen that movie. It's infamously bad. It's infamous. It's, it. it's horrid. Um, and they, but they happened to make it during the two months when Paul Nicholas was hot. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Uh, he, you know, he's selling the shit out of it. He really he's, is. Yeah. Oh, he, is that the same fan that? He's yeah. Doing? So they just yeah. cut to it. Which one did he do? That this is very weird. Yeah, it's really weird. And there's kind of like a weird harmonica thing. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely has like theater kid energy exactly. to, to his performance, and it's real corn yeah. disco. He's he's not cool. No, not at all. Yeah. Well, Paul, he's cool enough to be in um, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely yeah. Hearts Paul Nicholas born Paul Oscar Bustlinik. Okay, started out as an actor, kid actor. Got a lead in Jesus Christ Superstar. Okay. Well, I didn't even know all this, and I just tagged him as a. So he has more. He has more credits than. Yeah. Uh. Yep. Discovered by Robert Stigwood. (laughs) Okay, Stigwood found it. Okay. Wow. This also is, by the way, Love in an Elevator before Love in an Elevator. (laughs) It is. They stole it. And by the way, it's also roughly three thousand times better than Love in an Elevator. (laughs) Hundred percent. I would have rather listened to Paul Nicholas all day, every day, for six months than listen to Aerosmith. Yeah, 100%. So, in 1978, he appeared in Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band yeah. as Dougie Shears. Is that like Billy Shears' brother? Yeah. I don't know what song <laughs> he sang, though, which is weird. Uh, it doesn't matter. because <laughs> They created a character. They created a character called Dougie, Dougie Shears. Shears. That's barf-erific. Yuck. Yuck. Uh, you, we should watch that movie as. Yeah, Paul Nicholas as Douglas, as Dougie Shears. Yeah. Yeah. That, and then after that, that was it. Yeah. Because that thing tanked and they're like, Is well, he still alive? I, he's still alive. Okay. But yeah, I think he just does acting now. So. Okay. Uh, so, you know, I showed a clip kind of from Sesame Street, mm-hmm. but not really from Sesame Street. Um, but I needed to get some Muppets in here, man. Fuck it's yeah, you do. 1977. Is that their first season? We're going to watch a clip from the second season. Okay. The first season was 76, 77. Okay. This is 77, 78. So this this is from an episode that aired December 16th, 19th, I probably saw this recently because we have their collection. Okay. Yeah. Well, this is a segment that features the band. This has Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem. Oh, yeah. Uh, with the host of this episode, one of my favorite soul singers, a gentleman named Lou Rawls. Okay, I think I know this one. Lady Love, yeah. Lou Rawls. Ladies Love, Lou Rawls. So this is, uh, this is a clip of him performing with the Electric Mayhem. This is sort of a cheat because this song is not at all from 1977. They do Bye Bye Blackbird, which is from like the 20s. Oh, but it's the it, standard. It's all right. It's Muppets. But the episode of The Muppet Show is 1977. And The Muppet Show is such a 70s thing. I know oh, it bled into the 80s, but to me it, uh, it is just a complete... Late 70s. Oh, 100%. All the stars that were on there were very 70s. Very 70s, including Mr. Lou Rawls. Uh, And this has a lot of, like, we just had Scatman Carruthers on a recent episode. Just scatting. This is just an excuse to do some scatting. Oh, So this is Lou Rawls going off with the electric mayhem. Look how cool he fucking First, he's talking to Kermit to introduce the the segment, of course. Who's going to ask for us right now? No. No, no. Lou Rawls. Yeah. Yeah. Let me see Kermit. 
you really can't sing jazz without soft lights, you know, the atmosphere. And you gotta have a band. Oh, well, listen, you got it. <laughs> Boom. Can you name all the members? Of no. The no? Can you? Go for it. Well, yeah. besides Animal. Yeah. Well, okay, you know Animal. Yeah. Dr. Teeth Dr. is the Teeth, leader. yeah. Saxophone player is Zoot, named after Zoot Sims. Okay. The guitar player is Janice. Yes, We Janice. know who she's named yeah. after. Yeah. And one of my favorite Muppets, top five, possibly top three favorite Muppets, Floyd Pepper, the bass player. Who are your other, who are your other favorites? Because I have a favorite. Um, yeah, I, I like Sam the Eagle. Okay. I like Floyd Pepper. I like everyone in the Electric Mayhem. Who's your favorite? Sweetums? St- Staller and Waldorf. Of course, Staller and Waldorf. Love yeah. we're, we'll get, we're going to get, they'll comment at the oh, end good. of this one. So, yeah. They're always my favorite. Look how fucking casual Lou Rawls is. I mean, he just looks like the coolest motherfucker in the world right there. I mean, like, here's the thing. Yeah. He's working with puppets, and he's just like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. I'm good. And that voice is just so velvety. I love Lou Rawls. (laughs) And he's doing it sitting down. He's just hanging out. Legs crossed. <laughs> this is great. Yeah, I showed my kids this. They have 15 years. They like it? Yeah, they love old Muppets. Things being funny by talking about different birds. Because they got to make a comedy. But he's, he's so good at it. I feel like he should have acted. Yeah, he's got a lot of riz. A lot of riz. He's, and his name isn't a name that comes up a lot, you know, in the conversation no, with guys like Al Green or, you know. But, no. But I love Lou He didn't have as many hits. No. He had, like, a couple of real big ones. Yeah. But they didn't stay. Like, he didn't do, there was no, like, you know, a lot of these guys, like Al Green in the late 80s came out with the New Jack song. And he never right, did. yeah. No. Animal scouting. Did he also, like, do some telethon stuff? He, like, ran a telethon. Did he? That, that sounds right. So I love the open shirt with the chain. That jacket is killing me how good it is. Yeah, he's sharp. Yeah, that's it. This is Lou Rawls scatting with some Muppets. I just love scat. What? Scat! Scat! What is there a pussycat in here? <laughs> I'm always here for them. Yeah. Always here for them. Just an excuse for them to talk about scat and then say pussy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Show. Way to <laughs> go. <laughs> Jim Henson, thank you. <laughs> Jim Henson was nasty. He nasty, baby. He nasty. Okay, this is another, your last clip is another from, straight from the K-Tel album. Straight from the K-Tel album. Was this the song that's on there? Yes. This Isn't is it time? They had like two big songs. Yeah. So the babies, yeah, B-A-B-Y-S, yes, uh, British band. Yeah. And I'll tell you why I put this on, because the lead singer went on to be fucking huge. Oh. Um, well, I know who it is. Yes, question mark. Okay. Um, but to me, I put this song on almost because it's, it almost feels, and I, you'll maybe understand why when I tell you who the, the lead singer is, it feels like almost a transition into the 80s. Even, uh-huh. though it's, even though it's 77, this doesn't necessarily feel like 77. It doesn't feel like electro new wave 80s. Right. But it doesn't feel 77. 
But the lead singer of the Babies went on to be a big deal in the 80s. Correct. New Wave? No. Just no? Pop. Okay, well, you'll let me know. Yeah. Let's see if I recognize him. Yeah, I'll see if you recognize him. And you might not even know him because you weren't really born, so. Well, I know music from before <laughs> I was I know born, music, but, yeah. asshole. Well, this is, uh, isn't it time? This is a great song. By dude. the Babies. This is a really good song. So far, just give it a sec. Okay. It's gonna. I know what you're thinking. Just wait. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I like the background singing. Yeah. This was a pretty. He, he big already scene. looks new way. Yes, exactly. Right? And now he kicks in a little bit. This is what I like. Okay. Your course is coming. Baby! It sounds vaguely familiar. I think yeah. I've heard this before. So, the lead singer is John Hyatt. John Hyatt? Yeah. The, like, singer-songwriter John I, Hyatt? I, I ain't missing you. I ain't missing you at all. Oh. You thinking, you're thinking someone else? Yeah, I'm thinking of someone else. Yeah. Yeah. John Hyatt put huge hits in the 80s. Yeah. He had the theme song to uh, uh, About Last Night. Oh, like, okay. Huge, huge 80s career. No, I know I ain't missing you at all. Yeah, yeah I ain't yeah, missing yeah. you. That's him. Yeah. And he was like a teenager when he did this. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I didn't know that. I didn't even put that together until much later in life. I was like... Oh, the guy who did Missing You was the lead singer of The Babies. Yeah, I never heard of The Babies. Yeah. I only vaguely know that song, I yeah. Missing You. Miss, I Missing You was like, you couldn't escape it. Um, I think I know it, not from like hearing it on the radio, but from but the 90s when they now. would... Yeah, well, when they would advertise like those Time Life compilations. Yeah. Like, hits of the 80s yeah. or whatever. You know? But The Babies had like two big hits, yeah. and he went out on his own. But yeah, they look a little 80s here to me. Yeah, he definitely is... Yeah. is could be in the Human League or something. Yeah, exactly. Right? But this song, like, played a lot. I remember hearing this song, like, like at night. Like, really? Yeah, just like like in your car late at night with uh, my mom. Yeah, yeah. I can't, it, how are you feeling about it? Listen, it's, it's not Climax Blues Band. It's not going on the playlist, but it's not, it's it's not, not terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I have a lot of nostalgia for it. Yeah. But again, the babies lost the time. Yeah. This song's never played, no. but on certain classic rock radios, they'll play I Ain't Missing It. Yeah, oh, for sure. Which yeah, is yeah. weird to me. <laughs> like This that, is better than I Ain't Missing It, I think. I wouldn't disagree. I, yeah. I mean, I miss you has like nostalgia building because I was like 84 and I'm like a teen. Yeah, for sure. You know, like I knew this song when I was like seven, but I didn't know who the babies were. Yeah. I might not even know that it was the babies. The backup singers are great. They're really, they're kind of pulling the whole thing yeah. along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The guitar player looks like a meatloaf or something. <laughs> yeah, what is, what right? Is his deal? 70s, man. Yeah. It's a fucked up time. 
lot again and again a lot of keyboard yeah and a lot of ruffles on the keyboard yeah keyboardist's uh, outfit yeah, they yeah, had, that was that was unexpected. Yeah, the I intro put, was like, "Ooh, this is going to be dreadful." Yeah, but, I figured yeah. you would hate that. I mean, he also like did uh, not that this matters to you either, but like he also had the one of the big songs um, on Vision Quest uh-huh. um, called "Change." Yeah, isn't it time? And every time I think of you, every time I think of you, yeah. Hmm. But that's him solo. No, uh, oh, that's uh, the babies. That was the babies. Yeah, that's the two big songs. But they were pretty big. Cool. Yeah. I feel like I just got a taste of that K-Tel album. I oh, yeah, man. I have the other things on there. Ugh. We got one clip left. Now, there is a saxophone player mm-hmm. from Ireland mm-hmm. named Mark Wilde. Fuck yeah, there is. And we are the biggest Mark Wilde fans in the world. Yeah, get the fuck out, no one else, man. Uh, we are the ones. And we've had him on the show before, twice. Yeah. The first one, of course, was his saxophone cover of Peg by Celia. AKA the most perfectly created song ever. And so Mark right. gets it. Right. And then we watched another clip of a duet with him and another guy singing and playing keys on an Andrew Gold cover. For, yes. Um, uh, I can't remember uh, what the song was now. It? Never let her slip away. Yes, that was good too. That was good too. Turns out, Kirk, that that guy and Mark Wilde are in a Steely Dan cover band called Asia. You're making this up to make me feel something, and I don't want to be let down. Are You're you not going to be let down te- by what's about to happen. Are you speaking truth or are you conning me? I am telling you the truth. Wow. Mark Wilde. This is not even a new clip. It's just something overlooked. I overlooked. I didn't realize he's in a Steely Dan cover band called Asia. I mean, not surprising, but also like, how are we just learning this now? Because you got to save some. And Asia, of course, are named after the Steely Dan album. Yeah. Which has Peg on it. Yeah. It's called Asia. Yeah. And it came out in what year? 1977. Yes. But we're not going to watch... Mark Wilde do Peg again because mm-hmm. we've seen that. It was great. We're going to watch the cover band Asia do another song from Asia yeah. called Black Cow. Fucking Black Cow is like number two. Right, sure. Of course it is. It's of number two. It is. Right and this is not Peg. a new clip. So what we're about to watch is from March of 2020. Okay. This is a pandemic project mm-hmm. where Everyone was sheltering in place Mm -hmm. and musicians and bands were collaborating where everyone's individually at home, but they're performing together. Yes, which is tricky. Yes. But uh, do you think this whole band is as good at their instruments as Mark Wilde is at the saxophone? Fuck yeah. You better believe they are. Mark's not going to fucking play around and get some bullshit band. Yeah, so this doesn't like feature Mark Wilde yeah. because he's one of two saxophone players in this eight-person band. Uh, but he is in the band and we'll get to hear him play saxophone. But it's the whole band. This Irish Steely Dan cover band. Black Cow is so good. Doing Black Cow. I'm so fucking excited. There's a little bit of an intro from the lead singer and then they'll get into it. Uh, we're going to watch this. Fuck. I had to save this for last. Yeah, you did. Hi there, Asia fans. Uh, Asia, we're going to just do a little tune for you. Uh, 
in self-isolation, the eight of us. So we hope you enjoyed this. We've had lots of requests. By the way, naming your band Asia is confusing because it's like, do people show up and expect to hear heat of the moment? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You, it's a it's a tricky, yeah. tricky line. Facebook, etc. So this is our offering. Okay, we hope you enjoyed and we hope to see you very, very soon. Oh, fuck me. Yep. Hey, Mark, there he is. Yep. And there's another saxophone player who looks like me. <laughs> this song is so good. It's it's one of the best. Yeah. Hey! Hey! hey. Yep. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Oh my god. Can we go to Ireland and see them? <laughs> I'm sure they're playing together again now. Oh. This is so good. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Fuck me. Yeah. They're so tight for They're, not being in the same room together. This is crazy. And Mark hasn't even started yet. No, he's just chilling. Because we're still in uh, the chorus after verse one. Oh my god. I would go to an Irish pub yeah. and watch them with a pint. Yeah. Okay, Sax is getting ready. Go ahead, Mark. <laughs> Oh my god. Again, we've said before, he's so clean. Yeah. So fucking clean. They all are so clean. Yeah. Like, they all get it. Yeah. Oh. The lead singer's great. Yeah, yeah. Because he just looks like a dad. <laughs> yeah, they're. Yeah. They all just look like dads and moms. Oh my god, I love them. They're incredibly tight. I would love to go to an Asia concert. Oh my god. And this is just is on Mark's own channel, uh, so I must have seen it before, but I never watched it. Didn't register. Don't know why. Oh, uh, it's a crime. I'm so glad we're watching this now. Oh my god. Yep. I mean, of course he's in an a studio maker. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Oh my god. They're incredible. This is such a tight cover. So tight. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing too. Like they're like, we're not gonna fuck with this. No. We're gonna just do it. But Steely Dan is such an exacting band that it must be hard to cover well, but they yeah. are right on it. Oh. I mean, I'm sure Donald Fagan would have some shit to say, but but they sound pretty. They, they sound, sound pretty, pretty not perfect to me. I mean, like I'm here for all of this. Uh, keyboard is great. Yeah, good solo. Oh my god, I'm so glad we ended with Black Cow. Yeah. God damn. I love the uh, background singer who's just, who's chilling like Lou Rawls. Yeah, just, she's just chilling. Yeah. And then she puts the, the little, She's like, holding the pop filter in her hands. Yeah. Which is... Put it, putting it in the right place and then sets it down. Yeah. 
And she's like, I got it. What? I've never seen that before. No, it's a that's choice. so cool. Oh, she's so good. Yeah. Oh my god. That's the other sax player. He's good Mark. too. Yeah. Now Mark gets some. Ah! Oh. Wow. Yeah. This is the best Irish Steely Dan cover band ever. <laughs> Have you heard any Steely Dan cover band? Better? Never. Never. I would say that any other Steely Dan cover band has big shoes to fill because this is fucking... Yeah. This is great. Uh, anyway, we have to go to Ireland to uh, see this. this, this Ireland has been on my bucket list for a while. Yeah. So good. Total side note. Yeah. Kind of about Steely Dan. Uh, oh, good. Landed on a good note. Yeah. My uh, my son Theodore, who is uh-huh. in college now, um, he goes downtown to the local. Like he goes to college in like the downtown is like twenty minutes away. He goes there like on the weekends and you know, does partying and stuff. Mm-hmm. And every Saturday, he'll send me a video of a cover band. Uh-huh. That's always there on Saturday nights, but it's different cover bands. But it's old guys yeah. doing covers, and he always just goes, "Hey, look, Steely Dan's here." <laughs> Even though they're not playing Steely Dan, they're playing like ACDC, yeah, or like just fucking like the Stones. They're doing Satisfaction, but he'll take a quick video and go, "Steely Dan's here." That's such a good running joke. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it's every Saturday. Yeah. Oh my god, that was amazing. This is a Steely Dan cover. And that's a great Steely Dan cover. What a kick-ass cover. Oh my god. So glad it was Black Cow. I didn't realize Asia was 77. I thought it was... I thought Asia, for some reason, I thought it was early 80s. But no, I thought it was the Gaucho. Yeah, Gaucho was 80. Yeah. So, and by, you know, after Gaucho, they didn't... I don't think they did that much Was that the last one until uh, Two Against Nature? I love Two Against Nature. Oh, if they do two against nature. If Asia does like Jack of Speed, cousin Dupree. Oh, what a shame about me. Yeah. Fuck. Oh, I'm sure they Maybe. do. Maybe we'll have to go to Ireland and find out. Oh my god. Yeah. That was a joy. That would be the big music Ray on hits the road episode. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We get sponsorship and just go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I had to close this episode Great. with that one. Great closer. Yeah, yeah. That was that was that whole episode was a lot of fun. That was I got, awesome. like at least two new things. Oh my god! For my revolving playlist, I got an Alan Parsons project. Yeah, oh, we, did, we discovered we like the Alan Parsons Who knew? project. Didn't see didn't, no punk, no, no disco no, unless no, you call unless you count Paul. No, Chris, which, that's just eh. that's just some weirdness. <laughs> no <laughs> funk, no yeah. Stevie Wonder, and yet still all this goodness. Oh, all this see seventy seven man. Yeah, yeah you got to. Even though it's already known as the best year for music, you dig under the surface, you're just going to find more gold Dug nuggets. More, more. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun. Thank that was you great. That one. But that's the end of our 1977 episode. Music Reagan is hosted by me. I'm Paul. I'm Kirk. Until next time. See ya. Yeah.